So, the international incident that has triggered the world is this balloon that flew over Canada and the United States and was eventually shot down into the Atlantic under orders of President Biden. And the big question was, China was declaring it was a weather balloon that just flew off track. And the United States didn't ask many questions. Uh, Joe Biden said he ordered it to be shot down, but they waited for it to, to move away from populated areas until it was over the ocean, and then, bang, they, they shot it down. On Wednesday, when I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided, without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground, they decided that the best time to do that was as it got over water outside within our within 12-mile limit. They successfully took it down, and I want to compliment our aviators who did it, and we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later. So, Mr. President, what did you say about China? What's your message to China? You were saying the recommendation from your was from your national security. I told them to shoot it down. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. But the recommendation They said them. to me, let's wait till the safest place to do it. So as that balloon crashed into the sea, so too did attempts to mend China-US relations. So what exactly was the balloon? Was it a weather balloon? It was a very, very clumsy way of spying if it indeed was a spy balloon. There are more sophisticated ways that countries use to look at each other than low-flying balloons that can be seen by the population with the naked eye. I mean, you don't need high-tech surveillance technology to track a balloon that's as big as three buses flying so low, everyone can see it with the naked eye. It doesn't make sense to me. It's something... Are you with me on this, folks? And we'll talk about it later this morning after Truckee Tuesday, but I just want you to have a think about it. Does it make sense to you? You've got two superpowers, one an established superpower and one an emerging power, but with enormous high technology at their fingertips, and they resort to a balloon, and tensions between the United States and China at, at a razor's edge over Taiwan and China's presence in that part of the, in that part of the country... So was it espionage? Was it a rogue lone wolf member of the Chinese uh, military that said, let's try and push the envelope here, let's see if we can trigger something here? Because it just doesn't make sense. And now, and they're slowly retrieving whatever it was that was attached to this balloon off the bottom of the ocean, but according to our expert on international affairs, the managing director of the global think tank, um, Dr. Keith Souter, that it was, in fact, a spying balloon. And I spoke to him late last night. And uh, he agrees with me that there's got to be more to this than meets the eye. Good morning. Well, what do we know now? Well, we know that it was um, a spy satellite rather than a weather balloon. It was too big to be just a weather balloon. Uh, now, they're still collecting the debris off the uh, seabed off the uh, South Carolina coast, um, and that'll take quite a while. If the 
uh, balloon when it descended or what was left of it, by the time it hit the water, it would be like falling on concrete. Mm. So, you know, people often talk about whether uh, water breaking a person's fall, this time it would have smashed it. And so a lot of the equipment would have been really badly damaged. It's unlikely that there'll be any data retained within the equipment. Um, no equivalent, for example, of a black box recorder or anything like that. Because my guess is that this was sending stuff back directly yeah. via satellites back to China. But we will at least know what the equipment is, and it will help solve the problem of why would the Chinese bother to go to all of this trouble in terms of sending over a balloon um, when both sides, the United States and China, have got a network of spy satellites. I know, I know. Dr. Keith, is this really clumsy? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a disaster for China. Um, and you really got to wonder, you know, what goes on inside China. The, the argument about dictatorships is that it's supposed to be efficient, not like a messy democracy like the United States. Um, but in fact, this shows just how inefficient mm. China is, because clearly one part of the government doesn't know what, what the other part's dealing with. So if you cast your mind back to November, we had the G20 summit in Bali. Um, we had the meeting between the American and Chinese leaders, and they agreed to try repairing relationships. And part of that process would have been the visit this beginning this day by the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, to China. And he obviously has had to cancel it in the last few uh, hours because of this Chinese incident. So clearly you had some low-lying intelligence official. <laughs> well, let me give you two explanations. One is that it's a stuff-up, right? Mm, yep. Namely, some um, intelligence official... Lone wolf. ...decided to go ahead, you know, f forgetting that they were going to be visited by the American Secretary of State, just goes ahead, launches this operation... Um, and it, it, all get, it all goes pear-shaped for them. That's one explanation. The other explanation is that you've got hardliners within the Chinese government that don't like President Xi trying to improve relations with the United States and therefore... Sabotage. Sabotage, yeah. Wow. That is that is an amazing theory because, as you said, it's unbelievably clumsy. And what an old-fashioned way to spy on the United States when you have satellites everywhere. And, of course, it was going to be spotted. I, I, I just can't believe it. The, bringing it close to home now, Dr Keith Souter, Penny Wong was making leeway into... She was making uh, edges into China, getting Australia yeah. back at the, the negotiating table as far as trade's concerned. Now, she's got to show uh, allegiance to the United States. They're our biggest ally. So she's walking a very, very precarious tightrope, isn't she? Yeah, well, the argument I use is that we're like a child caught between divorcing parents. So we need the United States and China to remain on good terms with each other. We don't want them fighting. No. Uh, otherwise, we end up as collateral damage. As the old saying goes, when elephants fight, the grass gets trampled on. Mm -hmm. And so there are real problems here for Australia. We've done very well out of our our relationship with China. Um, we've had a, a, you know, we didn't, for example, suffer during the global financial crisis in 2008 because we stayed with China. China rode out that crisis. We did as well because of our reliance on China. Um, and so this is very significant if we're going to end up then with, as some people are suggesting, that China 
and the United States are on an inevitable collision course. If you look at what's going on in the United States now, this disaster has played into the right wing of the Republican Party saying, there we are, we've got to get ready, in effect, to take on China. It's interesting that Donald Trump uh, saying that you know, it should have been shot down. Well, it's worth bearing in mind that he had three such balloons go over the United States in his time in office. Right. And they were not shot down. The difference this time is that it was more visible. So people could actually see it with the naked eye and take all these photos with their uh, cameras, uh, their telephones, um, and that's what's generated this almost mood of hysteria wow. in the United States. But we've had these things happen in the past, mm. uh, but but it's not the best way to collect intelligence. Unless the Chinese have got some sort of new spy technology, which can uh, uh, be used perhaps to detect uh, missile places, etc. That's why we want to get, the, get at the wreckage, which is off the coast in South Carolina, because that will contain all sorts of interesting information. Have the Chinese made some sort of big breakthrough in spying technology. So that's that's what all the eyes are on. And it'll take a while to assemble all those bits and pieces. But it, for me, it's a real worry. It, it's a reminder that uh, China and the United States are now on this collision course. Um, now, if you look back over history, most of these arms races have ended in war, like Britain and, and Germany. In other words, the idea is that you have a dominant power being challenged by a rising power. Like, you go back just 100, say, 120 years ago, you would have had Britain um, running the world, and then you had being challenged by Germany. Mm -hmm. um, so that ended in war. Most times they end in war. But sometimes, like the Cold War in 1991, the Soviet Union collapsed. That's right. Now, well, so we want to have a peaceful ending. We do not want to have a war. Well, I was about to talk to you about the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's right. Yeah, so that, that's where the Americans stood up to the Soviets. Um, and they ran away. And, and it went, well, and it got the end of the wire. It got the it got Exactly. I lived through that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and there could easily have been a miscalculation, as we now know. Um, but luckily, we were spared. But there's no guarantee that our luck will continue. Mm. Remember, we're relying on nuclear weapons. Mm. And a, a, a nuclear system which is 99.9% .9 effective, is a failure. It's got to be 100% failure, 100% successful, Success, because yeah. it, otherwise, you know, you, you end up with the war. Do you think we're close to that? Oh, yeah. And there is a, a group in Chicago called the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists who produce a clock whereby they try to calculate how close we are to midnight or Armageddon and in their most recent survey, which was a couple of weeks ago, uh, they said that uh, we're now at our most, most dangerous situation since the end of World War II. So we're more dangerous than the Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, let's hope cool heads prevail, because let's hope these, these people in charge will realise that once it comes to nuclear weapons, we're all gone. Exactly. Yeah. But we're it, all gone. It, it can easily happen because of miscalculation. And we've clearly seen a miscalculation by China. Mm. And then we've still got the Russians and the and the Ukraine uh, yep. trying to trying to solve that, and that could end up in people pushing buttons. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Strange times indeed. I I just can't believe what a clumsy attempt at spying it was. 
If it, yes, it, it doesn't make sense. You're right. It just doesn't make sense unless the Chinese have, have somehow perfected a new spy technology. And we will learn about that um, in the coming weeks as all that equipment is reassembled back on land. Well, that's not very good technology if it can be spotted by everybody in Montana with a human <laughs> eye, with a naked eye. Naked eye, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Dr. Keith Suda, who, by the way, his podcast on the Listener app is... As I keep saying, compelling listening. It's called Global Truths. Download the listener app and have a listen to Dr. Keith, Managing Director of the Global Directions Think Tank. We're very lucky to have you here on the night shift, Keith. We'll talk soon. Indeed. Thank you.